Howdy, folks. Please make sure to book your flight, hotel, and dining reservations with Adventure Is Out There Travel. And remember to contact Becca at AdventureIsOutThereTravel.com. Now hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest travel company in the wilderness. Kungaloosh! Viva Gaia and Howdy, y'all! Yeah, Skipper, nice work on that uh, ad read there. Howdy, y'all! <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to 3 O'Clock Parade. This is Drunk at Disney here in Orlando. And you're going to hear a woman on the call. That's Rhiannon. Hi. <laughs> and, of course, way out on the West Coast, it's Skipper Dick Ritchie! Yeehaw! So good to see you. It's already February, Skipper, meaning we're one month away from March. You know what else that means? What? I don't know if you noticed, but this is show 68. Next oh, week. Step. Oh, fuck. Yep. Everybody thought I was crazy when I was all like, oh, no, we got to keep season one and keep counting in season two, and that way the numbers keep going. But it's because I wanted to be able to get to, season, to uh, episode 69. So Yay. let's just go ahead and make it. I, we've never discussed this, but let's just go ahead and say that actually season one ends next week. Well, no, that's why I'm saying. So season no. one, like <laughs> yeah. everybody was talking about how like you're supposed to start the numbers over at the end of the season. And yeah. I was just like, no, no, no. I, you know, I want to have a total number. Well, the whole reason was because I wanted to get I wanted to get all the way to 69. Yeah. So, yeah. So the so season that, actually is 69 weeks long. Oh, is that what Perfect. it is? Each of our seasons are 69 weeks. That's yeah. hilarious. That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, season one ends. Yeah. That's also, it's also my birthday next week. Oh, I know. Just throwing that out. I'm getting Happy excited. Birthday. It just happened to I'm... work out that my birthday is oh. the same week as season, as episode 69. So if it, so, what I'm saying is if you're listening to these episodes far in the future and not in order, just go ahead and skip this one and go right to the next one. Because right. I assume the next one's going to be epic. We'll see. <laughs> Setting the bar real, real high. Yeah, setting the bar really high. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> really high. First off, we are doing another Nooner edition. I'd like to thank, first off, Skipper and Rhiannon for rescheduling. Uh, my grandfather went to the hospital last night. He's fine. But uh, was got crazy last night, and uh, I'm definitely learning you don't want to be 93. That's the key. <laughs> How uplifting. Yeah, don't be 93. That's no. the rule. Like, if you want to avoid a lot of medical issues, just don't be 93. Just, no. just call it quits at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's making light of a, a you know, a, a, a tough situation. But uh, all is good. So thank you for everyone uh, for your uh, rescheduling patience. No worries, buddy. Anything for your grandpa. For G. Um, let's see. Skip it, Richie. I want to. I'm going to skip over this first thing that we have here on the notes and go, go straight it. to outrage of the week from me, ha. which is you, goddamn West Coasters, with your Disney annual pass days. You mispronounced it. It's it's Best Coast. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't even want to read this list, but I'm going to. Here's what you've got. Here at Disneyland, special meet and greets with retro characters. Now, where do they have these? They obviously can't be out and about for everyone, or do they literally like not let you in if you don't have an annual pass? They don't let you in if, you, they... if you don't have an annual pass. They don't let you in. So when you get like, when you get to the park, um, generally, uh, as you enter Disneyland on the right hand side, that's where Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is. 
they tend to have uh, some sort of AP days check-in there. And when you get there, they give you like a special map and some, you know, some buttons and just these little like cool little giveaways. And that map will tell you where everything's at. I don't know if that's what they're doing it this year, but that's usually what they do. So that, that's how you know where to go for these meet and greets and all these fun activities. Fun activities. Yeah. yeah, so many, so much room for activities at Disneyland. Yeah, it's awesome. It also starts the day after my well, birthday. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. What else do we have there? You got uh, rest cards from yesteryear. So what are these old food items that they don't make anymore? Yeah, so some of the restaurants are doing a, uh exclusive menu just for AP holders. And uh, they're doing a lot of like stuff that used to be on menus that isn't on the menu that you can't get anymore. And one of the things that you can get are recipes for all these things. So as you uh, as you go around, you can collect these recipes. Why oh. uh, not? Yeah, they're going to have a, a special series of buttons for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Or, I'm sorry, Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah. And you mean like buttons, like free buttons, or you mean pins that you have to pay for? No, free buttons, but then they will have... AP Day exclusive merch that you can pay for. And then those are like t-shirts, lanyards, pins, uh, you know, tumblers and all that kind of fun stuff. You know, just typical theme park merch. Yeah. Uh, the guide map that we talked about is exclusive. Uh, they're going to have a parade themed photo op. Uh, I don't even know what the hell that thing is. Um, but what I think is really cool is because people always complain about how DVC has a lounge and all these like businesses have a lounge. Guess what we have at, a at with AP Days? We have our own lounge and it has a phone charging area. And where's um, that going to be? Do you know yet? Have they it's said in Tomorrowland? I think that's in Tomorrowland. And then um, this part, I'm kind of like not sure about. But after four o'clock in one of the theaters at Disneyland, they're going to have a our screenings of historical parade videos. Um, which kind of makes me feel like I'm Weird. just watching old home videos. <laughs> like, yeah. But they probably, you know, Disney's really good about taking those clips and breaking them down to like, yeah, like little like pulling on your heartstrings and they put in some great music. And so I'll, I'll, I'm a, plus I'll, the shared experience of having the other fans there. Yeah, I think so, it'd be cool. It could go either way. It could be. It's hard to say. Looking at that, kind of like when we were looking at the. Uh, the flower or the the new art festival at Epcot, it could go either way, right? <laughs> and then you see, it, who knows? It could show up and be great, or it could show up and be lame. Who knows? Yeah. And then uh, finally, they're bringing back the uh, popcorn buckets with one dollar refills. So, yeah, it's gonna be great. Can't I mean, wait. I guess that begs it, it. always begs the question every year when this comes up. What is it about the relationship between Disneyland and the annual pass holders? that is different from what we have here in Florida. Like what, what, what is it? I just, I think that Disneyland relies more on the local traffic than, than Florida does. Like, yeah, you know, the, the amount of hotels I, that you guys people have. have said, and, and maybe you would agree with this, that people that have visited have said that when you go to, let's say even just the Disneyland park on a Friday evening, like, you almost get that after-work happy hour crowd. Like, it looks like those kind of people. Like, hey, let's hit Disneyland after work. 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's definitely it it feels like a home crowd. You know, it 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 doesn't have that like. I mean, there's definitely an international mix to it, and people come from all over the place to go to Disneyland, obviously. But yeah, of course, you definitely get the feeling like at Disneyland, it's like, oh no, this is our park. Like, you guys are welcome to come visit, but this is our park. Um, and I think it's because most of the you know, there's such heavy crowds that are. Um, that are local. Like, if you can drive or take a train within a few hours of Disneyland, people are going like a magnet. So, yeah. Is there... Let me ask you a question, Skipper. And, I mean, you're you're not really in Los, the L.A. area, but maybe you can still have a sense for it. And here's something I've been thinking about this. I, I always think about these kinds of things. Um, here in Florida, because Florida is such a tourism-driven state, especially... Well, all of the state, but especially Orlando, obviously... That there is this, among people that live here, this, uh, tourists mentality. And, like, avoid Disney, avoid Universal because of all the tourists. California, yeah, of course there's a lot of tourists, but do, do they have that same mentality? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing here, but, like, like we don't avoid the uh, San Diego Zoo. Like, you go to the San Diego Zoo, but, um, and, and they offer, like, the really good discounts for, like, for locals um the tourist places in san diego would also be like balboa park but you don't necessarily avoid yeah. them because they're just really cool places to hang out i would say if anything what we do avoid is like like the touristy beaches um and then sea world but that's for you know a whole other reason yeah um but and, and i think i think people just know like on the weekends and on holidays it's like yeah you, you know you don't go to the park um, right. because of, and because of the, like the crowd, it's not even the tourists as much as just, it's just crowded. So, right. yeah, it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the same thing where it's like, oh man, avoid the tourist. Um, it's more just avoid, avoiding like that, that, that crowd that, uh, occupy, you know, that makes the park so busy. Um, and that's, and you know, a lot of people just get that Southern California pass because it doesn't include those, um, those crowded days, like most of the weekends and holidays, but I don't think it, I don't think it's the same because there's a there's a lot of it, it's it's really spread out also. So Disneyland is hours away from Universal Studios, depending on traffic. Um, right. You know, and at least two hours. So it to, is like that district like you have here. Right. Right. It's like two hours from SeaWorld. Yep. It's two hours from the Animal Park. So. Um, oh man, it's like two or three hours to Magic Mountain. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of like um, touristy stuff in Southern California, but it's it's really spread out. So I don't I don't think that we have that like oh man, just avoid that whole area because the traffic's bad and there's tourists everywhere. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was going for, and I wonder if that plays a role because I know it does here. Like you kind of if you if you talk to like real locals that aren't Disney fans and you say, I'm heading over to Disney, you get that, like, ew, gross kind of reaction. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two types. You know, you've got the people that grew up and they've been there, like, a million times when they were kids, and they're just burnt out on it. And then you've got other people that, and I think they're everywhere, that just don't get Disney. You know, they're like, oh, that's for kids, or you don't have kids, or why do you go there so much? And I just don't think they, that they get it. But, um, 
you know, I, I, I also think it just depends on what you do. Uh, you know, Casey and Susie, they're part of the group that, that show up with us every March. Uh, one of my favorite things that Casey talks about when he, when he discusses it is that he doesn't go, you know, we don't always go for the rides. That's not the most important thing. And he describes Disney as just like the world's best set of bars with a cover charge. And it's just a really expensive cover charge. I think we would all, I think anybody who is involved in our show would agree with that mentality. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, so anyways, congratulations on your AP days, Skipper. I can't wait. February 9th. Man. Yeah. What? So I guess that's your birthday present from Disneyland? I That, yeah, for sure. I mean, what, what else could I ask for? Except for $15,000. If anybody has $15,000, I could use that also. Are you talking about getting into the next thing, which is also from Skipper's mouth? To Bob Iger's ears. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like a within a week we, we called that one. So, what are we talking about here? Uh, the 21 Royal, Royal uh, Private Dining at, uh, at Disneyland, which is dining for 12 people for a measly $15,000. That's all. Woo! It's just, you know, $1,250 a person. But that does include all your tax and gratuity. So, oh, thank God. Wow. So you're there good. You go. but, now, where is this? So above, well, it's actually at the Dream Suite, like we talked about. You don't get to spend the night. But, oh, yeah. uh, but it is in the Dream or where the Dream Suite is. That used to be the Art of Disney above Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, it's, it's a whole thing. So, like, you book it, and you have the option to just left or let Andrew Sutton, who is a world-famous chef and kind of like, He's kind of basically taken over the whole Disneyland resort. Like any fancy restaurant now is pretty much by him. Um, either way, you can either let him create a seven course meal for you, or you can work with him directly to say like, Hey, I really like these things. Can we, you know, let's make this menu together. Um, it starts off with like a little like cocktail or wine hour or I don't know if it's an hour, but, uh, in a, in like an open courtyard and, uh, after that, you go in and you get seated for your dinner. Um, <clears throat> him and his uh, and one of his other chefs actually prepare the food and then present it to you and uh, explain the wine pairing. Uh, there's I can't remember who the uh, sommelier is, but he's pretty famous also. And then afterwards, um, there's a dessert party, and if there's fireworks or phantasmic or any dessert of... party, I know, right? You actually do it on the balcony overlooking New Orleans Square. And uh, what you may or may not know is Fantasmic. The entire show is staged towards that balcony. So, all oh, the, wow. yeah, when you're watching it from the balcony, all the actions like like when they look out at the crowd, they're looking at the balcony. And um, the part where over here, it's in the Jungle Book. I don't remember if there's a Jungle Book scene over there, but Cock no, there's not. But there's a part where there's a snake, right? And it kind of like looks like it looks out at the audience and the light, and its eyes turn on with really bright lights. Correct. It's just Mickey versus Maleficent, I believe. Oh well, either way. So when that's oh, no, uh, what's his name from uh, Aladdin? Aladdin, yeah, Jafar. When that snake comes out and the lights turn on, they actually flash directly at that balcony, um, and it lights it up. It's really cool. But either way, so you, you get to you get to do that. 
Um, all right, all right. Let me ask you a question, Skipper, before we go on. Yes, sir. Just gauging future outrage from Disneyland fans. Is that balcony a place that before you could go up and post up and just get for free? So for like when Fantasmic first opened and that was the art, uh, art of Disney, you could actually watch it from there. And then they, they switched it to a, um, you know, coffee and dessert. So you had to pay extra to go up there. And I wanted to say it was like 80 bucks. But then after it became the Dream Suite, it's just been closed to anybody unless you're staying in the Dream Suite. Um, uh, okay. So, so it's been so long now that people either don't remember or just didn't experience being up there. Um, so this alone is not the reason. You can no longer... No, no, no. This alone At least that bit of outrage will, should not... That's already happened. It's right. already been taken away. Well, and the funny thing is that I really expected there to be, like, a ton of outrage where people were like, $15,000 for dinner? What? But uh, it's almost more let's like... Let's break it down per item and get a value breakdown. Yeah. It, it's more just like a, like, oh, okay, that's way, like... I think it's so outrageously priced that people are just like, yeah, that's just out of my range anyway. Like, who cares? I'm not even interested. And yeah, then you've yeah. got other people that are like, you know trying to get a group of 12 people together uh, so that they can go to dinner. Um, I've been thinking of calling just to see how far out the reservations are, but I haven't, I haven't done it yet. So do you think this is like something that – do you think this is sort of a Club 33 experience for people who don't have access to Club 33 but would love to do something like that? Or is this something – you think that's kind of what – who they're marketing this towards or people who want that experience, but don't have the access. I mean, I almost, I don't know. It, it, I don't, I think they're just trying to see how they're just making as much money as they could possibly get. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're marketing it to any one group of people. They're just kind of like, Hey man, if you guys want to spend 15 grand on dinner, awesome. We'll take your money. Like we'll, we'll charge you. Um, I can't imagine that it's any better than Napa Rose or the current version of Club yeah. 33, uh, especially considering they're using the same kitchen as the Club 33 kitchen. But I guess it's just that option to have that like private moment. And it's probably also so that they can turn around and say like, hey, you know what? You know, if you're going to be visiting the park and you're an ambassador or you're, you know, yeah. a movie star or something, we're going to go ahead and comp this like $15,000 dinner. Which to them probably doesn't cost much Must of anything. Must be nice. You know where I could see this actually being used there, or even if they came up with something like that in Florida, is typically used with like a wedding package. Because a lot of times I've seen at Disney weddings are often small that I've seen. And so, you know, they're splurging, but $15,000 in a big budget wedding is a lot of money, but it's people go freaking crazy for weddings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. People, I mean, you know, that could that could be a uh, part of an intimate wedding or, you know, if you're only going to have it's like, like I said, it's only 12 people. So as long as it's just the bridegroom and they each get to pick, uh, you know, five people each, then, yeah, it could be that would be a crazy cool wedding. Maybe when uh, as we if we if we, be we get to, to the end of theme park bachelorette, I could ask. 
the Bachelorette if she's interested in this for any future rendezvous. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I am at how many people? I have seven people out of my twelve, out of a group of twelve to do this so far. So maybe she wants to be the eighth, and then I can keep whittling down my group. My my goal is to do this by October of next year. I mean, of this year. So. Oh my god. Yeah. So what is it? What like what eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars a person, roughly, or something like that? Yeah, it's it's one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars a person. Yeah. Um, and then you in? Uh, I think I'm good. It's a once Thanks. in a lifetime opportunity. That's the way I keep. That's that's the way I keep on pitching it to people. I'm like, you'll never have a chance to do this again. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay. Thanks. Oh, it also comes. It, it includes your uh, a day of admission to the park. Just throwing that out there. Oh. So right oh, off the bat, go. that's a hundred dollars okay. savings. Already, yeah, you include your hundy. Yeah, hundred dollars. Well, Rhiannon's already had plenty of once in a lifetime experiences. She got to experience California Grill near my personal cooler. Oh. She got to experience me bringing I'd a... I paid $15,000 not to experience that again. A lapu-lapu into California Grill. A lot of my most embar- things that she's been most embarrassed of, knowing me, have taken place in the California well, I, I Grill. I think you were right. Your most embarrassing moments. Didn't need to correct yourself there. <laughs> oh, so... Keep us updated, Skipper, on your plans as that uh, comes to fruition, please. Um, side note, Skipper, uh, there was some discussion recently Uh-oh. about your birthday, just so you know. Oh. I'm not going to give it a chance, but uh, I've been having some discussions, just so you know. Well, just so you know, in case <laughs> this is what's going on, I'm actually not going to be yeah, in California. Yeah, it's not anyone flying out for this, Okay, good, because yeah. I was going to say. Unrelated. I'm not gonna, Unrelated. I'm not going to be in California at that point. I'm going to, I'll be home for my birthday. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. Okay. If you were like, hey, Mrs. TV are here. Skipper, open the door. For real this time. For real. Excuse me. Disney Quest is finally officially closing. Bum, bum, bum. Thank God. But, Rhiannon, it's the place where the end. What? Uh, the, it's the National Basketball Association, a professional sports league. Oh. Well, now I'm not sure which is worse. That's dumb. I thought it was the National Boobs Association. Yes, that must be it. <laughs> I'm out then. I'm not interested anymore. Save, save <laughs> Disney Quest. Um, I, don't, I was having a discussion on Twitter about this today, and... The immediate reaction was, why would Disney do this? You know, why would Disney invite this? Is the NBA that popular that to, you know, to satisfy that demand for NBA popularity? And my thought is, when I really sit back and think about it, is I don't think of it as Disney trying to, or the NBA trying to satisfy a desire for more NBA I see it as the NBA wanting sort of a brand, uh, a spot for their to be like a brand ambassador for the NBA in the number one tourist destination in the world. Right. The amount of exposure From that they're going to get. Side. Yeah. I mean, they're, they probably looked at, like, how much does it cost per month to rent that place? 
Disney's just like, if you're going to pay for it, you can put whatever the hell you want there. I don't care. And uh, yeah. and they're like, the exposure that they're getting, you know, that means that everybody's going to be walking by. You can see it as you drive, you know, from uh, from the road. Um, and it's another destination that, you know, people are going to be like, oh, well, I've already been to this place. Let's go check out the NBA. Right. Let's go see some of those natural boobs. The Natural Boob Association. No, no, no. different NBA, Skipper. Oh, God damn it. Different I'm NBA, sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of how I see it. From a, if, if, if people are having a hard time wrapping their head around why there would be an NBA experience at Disney, I think it's better to, to, to understand it, to look at it from a perspective of almost like a sponsorship of to promote the NBA rather than the other way around, if that makes any sense. So, Still I'm right. sure we will be lined up first in line to rope drop. I'm good. Is she still doing her taxes? I can't find the paperwork for when I sold my condo, and I kind of need it. So, sorry. <laughs> Did we know that you sold your condo? I'm trying to remember what? If we knew. Uh, it was last February. Yeah. Congratulations. I thought that the president, the president set a precedent about not needing to, uh, you know, yeah. do any of that stuff. That's true. Disclose All your right. taxes. Well, I'm actually hoping for a sizable refund, so I suppose it's in my best interest to actually do my taxes. Damn it. Damn it. It's really so, close to getting out of this. Son of a bitch. Equals trip to Disneyland for the Dream Suite. Let's go. Um, let's go. Dream Suite. No. Man. Sorry. I just want you to come to Dream Disneyland. Suite. We don't even have to go to the Dream Suite. I don't care what we do. Oh, I'll, I'll come to Disneyland. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. What you got to do is talk Mark into it. I don't think that would be a problem. Mark and I get along really well. We're besties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mark's besties with everybody. Everybody loves Mark. Yeah, I know, right? Good old Mark. Everybody loves Mark. That, that, that's true. Um, so, Skipper, I just have to quickly bring up something completely off topic, except for the fact that you brought up NBA being Natural Breast Association. Association? Did you see that um, there's a new... Somebody posted, and I retweeted it. It was um, Hooters is coming up with a new concept, yeah. and this is 100% true. It's a offshoot brand called Hoots. And it's basically male and female servers, not just female servers. And I'm thinking, is there any appeal to this to anyone then? No. First of all, no. Second <laughs> of all, do you get to request the gender of your server or is it just a surprise? I mean, that just seems like a labor uh, lawsuit waiting to happen in that case. is like they're not giving me any tables because everyone's requesting... So and so, whichever whichever it is. Yeah, it sounds. I don't know. I mean, I I've always felt their food was terrible anyway. So, yeah, the whole thing sounds no good to me. No bueno. If I go to Outback Steakhouse, can I say I prefer a male server or a female server? I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess. I mean, I when I was sick um, over the I don't know two weeks ago or whatever, they asked me if I wanted a, a male doctor or a female doctor. They're like, what do you feel more comfortable with? So I was like, bring on the ladies. Do you have a, do you have a catalog? <laughs> do I get to pick? How, how does that work out? 
<laughs> I mean, just again, un- unrelated topic. I haven't had a male doctor in like ten years. Every every doctor is female that I ever run into. Well, lucky you. <laughs> any kind, any kind. Um, give it a Gritchy. I think you you were right in bringing this up. First off, shout out to Brian Bolden, Dirt Cheap Disney. He had the bright idea to come up with the 3 o'clock parade running group for Run Disney. And it has really taken off. And I hope that everyone who listens who is interested in Run Disney has found this group. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, And that's why I wanted to talk about it on the show, because I don't know how many people... Uh, you know, really follow what whichever mm. Twitter account that we happen to be talking about it on. But if you're listening, um, it'll give them the opportunity to uh, to to jump in and possibly join the Rum Runners. Or if you just are in an area where there's a marathon and you want to support the Rum Runners, we have the uh, Pineapple Gallery, which is just people that don't want to run but uh, want to support our our group. Um, and you have heard peanut gallery well you know we're pretty clever around here at the three o'clock parade yeah did i say peanut gallery or did i, I say pineapple gallery no no i was explaining the reference of oh why it's the i was all like gallery. did i say something wrong because i do that a lot no, no. Right. um well and i was gonna say my, my favorite thing is the uh the little like slogan that he came out with that they're a drinking group with a running problem yes uh so and I, ben christened I know I, I don't want to leave anyone out, but I know Greg, um, Greg from Orlando did the celebration half marathon um, under the uh, under the banner, and I believe Brian did the Star Wars 5K under the Rum Runners uh, flag. So it's already off and running, literally. Um, when did the Pro Bowl half marathon? The Pro Bowl. That's what I meant. Yeah. Pro yeah. Bowl 5K. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, either way, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Pro Bowl 5K. But it was at Disney's uh, Wide World Sports. So that was pretty cool. And I, it was something that, you know, none of us have ever done a run Disney event. Um, but I love what this 3 o'clock parade has done, which is get, you know, like interested uh, people together. And what a cool uh, opportunity. So um, we have a Facebook group for the. Three o'clock parade, rum runners, um, and then also there's um, there is a behind the scenes Twitter group that is open to anybody. But um, just talk to Dirt Cheap Disney um, or one of us on Twitter, and we will get you in there. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool, and uh, it seems to be picking up. There's that that group is like 20, 20 people deep now, or something like that. So I think. Uh, the next big marathon where they've had enough time to really plan and get together, there should be a pretty good following. Um, I think yes. it might even be worth a trip out just for that. That would be fun. Oh, absolutely. I just think it's so cool. Um, I have gone to a one of the marathons before just to cheer on a couple of people that I knew were in it. Um, and I know um, Theme Park Beer, uh, he volunteers for almost everyone, and Ellen from the 3 O'Clock Parade News Team, volunteers also so uh, there is quite an involvement in the uh, marathon so it's cool that we have this building and it's a pretty active group so far 
Yeah, I keep getting these uh, alerts on my phone. I'm like, who is chatting me up? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God, I had to turn that off. No, thanks, but it was was a lot. No, it's great. Yeah, I think it's funny. Every once in a while, I drop in and kind of, like, try to catch up. And then I realize, like, I don't run, so I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. And, you know, they start talking about, like, energy drinks. And I'm going to wear, like, whatever type of, like, super cool, sweat-proof blah 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 and i'm just like okay i'm gonna throw up the gif of a fat guy yeah well you if you saw the amount of bloody runner nipple i saw at the wdw marathon you would understand the need for these shirts i think (laughs) yeah maybe maybe we can design some band-aids with our logo on them to cover cover up some Uh... runner the three o'clock parade, nipples, something. Nipple yeah, covers. Yeah. Yeah, nipple covers. Let's, we don't have to get too too crazy. Officially um, endorsed by the NBA. <laughs> Good God. Right. Not, not the All basketball right. this, guys. Just to, I have just to something let you that's going to get Rhiannon's attention. Oh. Okay. You found the paperwork. If I, hear your, if I hear your zipper unzip, I swear to God I'm hanging up. <laughs> Stay calm, Rhiannon, first off. Okay. It's about the Hall of Presidents. Uh, so oh, it's about Disney fans blood pressure is and a petition to do something we've talked about before and something that I've been talking about on Twitter and a, and a lot of people have, which is to petition to not have the current president speak when he is introduced into the attraction. Which I don't want him there at all. That, which I feel is a fair, very fair proposition. I I liked, was it, Skipper, was it your idea to just gut the Hall of Presidents and throw in special times of Mr. Lincoln? That, well, and that's that's kind of what a lot of people are saying they, they want to happen. They want it to just be basically where George Washington comes out, introduces all the presidents, and then... Uh, yeah. The lights just focus down on, on Lincoln, and he does his speech, and then everybody leaves happy. Yeah. Um, well, all, all ser- in all seriousness, I think there was a mistake back in, 19, in the 1990s when they had the current president. Like, take away who the current president is, just for the sake of argument. They started having the current president speak in the 1990s, and in my opinion, that changes the attraction from a historical perspective of, just the presidency as an office into more of a political a, a, a political arena where now now we're having the current president speak about whatever their speech is going to be about. So just taking the current president out of speaking role, in my opinion, turns it back into a historical view of the presidency, which like any or dislike any president, and the history is they were in that office, and that's what they will focus on. Burn it all to the ground, I say. It's the only way to be sure. Nuke it from space. Well, I definitely cannot uh, be a proponent of that right now, as that <laughs> is my grandfather's favorite attraction at Walt Disney World, is the Hall of Presidents. So I, I, I love not. the Hall of Presidents. Your yes. grandfather probably voted for this asshole. Oh, shit. Jeez. See, <laughs> Jeez. Things just heated up pretty quickly there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what just happened? Just, uh, yeah, we t- it, that took a bit of a turn there. 
Um, so, yeah. But there's no reason to get rid of this for future generations because of, uh, you know, one one bad turn. So, anyways, okay. I, my, I love the idea of getting rid of the speaking role. So I really hope this gets... I, I hope this isn't even necessary. I hope Disney comes up with this idea on their own and realizes this is a terrible idea. I, yeah. I can tell you that speaking to one of my Imagineering friends that's actually very closely related to this issue, um, they made both busts red so that they could, you know, actually, are they, they sculpted both busts getting ready for uh, the election um, and were kind of like not excited about having to actually go through with it. So I know that it's something that they're dealing with um, on that level, but you know, they have the same, the same like marketing problem with anything where you don't want to offend one group um, by doing it. And then you don't want to offend the other group by not doing it. So exactly, and that's why I think the, the way you present it is, is so important. If you present it as, Here's all the presidents. That's just a fact. Not uh, there's no opinion in that whatsoever. Well, they would have to say, "Hey, you know what? Like, we're going back to the original version of this with new presidents, and moving forward, nobody's talking anymore." Maybe they can just have the presidents play charades. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, love I it. want to say this. Well, let's, get a, let's get a new president to talk. Like, how about like, uh, you know, Fillmore or something? Like, just you know, so, uh, just somebody else. Randomly pick somebody else. We're just gonna. Well, it could be like one of those shows where you never know who you're gonna hear. Yes. You know, there's 45 different options, and depending on where you know what nope. time of the day you get there, you may or may not. Hear. 44. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, also an S Hour Boner that's slightly related to this. Oh, good. Well, we'll we'll definitely make sure we get to that then. Okay, cool. We'll look forward to that. Um, all right. Last thing that we have officially on the docket here before we get to some hashtag S Hour Boner, as mentioned by Skipper DeGritchie. Um, this is something I kind of want to talk about. There was a WDW News Today throughout one of, you know, they're known for their rumors, obviously, like the top... Some have panned out, uh, and some have not, like Tower of Terror Bar. But this one is that Disney's Grand Floridian Resort will be, they use the term gutted, um, to become a more modern luxury resort. So I have some thoughts on this. Has anybody else has seen that and have other thoughts before I go on my rant? No, go on your rant, and then I'll, I'll, then I'll go on mine. And then she can okay, go on well, hers. Okay, but great. Well, when I friends. saw this, hmm? it brought back, um, I don't know how much this person wants. I don't think any of it's secret information, but someone in my uh, real world life was saying, hey, I was talking to this person in an architecture firm, and they are in the midst of designing a new monorail resort that goes Yay. near the Grand Floridian. And this was completely unrelated about three, four months ago. Um, so this comes out and I'm thinking, well, that actually makes a lot of sense to rather than add a higher end luxury resort than the Grand Floridian, 
to make the Grand Floridian up to par with these luxury resorts. Because I'm picturing it would be very difficult to sell the Grand Floridian if it was not the highest Disney resort, because it's the same guest you would be marketing to. So if they made, let's just say, the Venetian Resort, just for the better sense of a better term, um, next, next to the Grand Floridian, and then said, this is now the highest end resort at Disney, how are they going to then sell the Grand Floridian? <laughs> As, well, this is kind of our knockoff version. Well, no, that, I, I think they were going to call it the Mediterranean, but... Well, whatever. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, you have your day in the sun, and it's time, to, it's time for the sun to set. If they were to do that, I don't think that's what they're doing. I if they were to add a new resort, you mean? Yeah, I don't think they're going to add a new resort. But I think one of the problems that the Grand Floridian has is that it never gets the top tier, um, like, triple A rating because right. it, it has public access. So what I would say that they would probably do... Have you do, been in one of the rooms? I mean, obviously the rooms are very nice. It's the Grand Floridian. They're super nice. But they are, A, very small, and it's hard to put that up into that elite category with what they have. So I would not be blown away if it was... And I think what people are... There's a lot of fighting against this, and, and I think they're... When they say gutting the Grand Floridian, they're picturing the lobby. And maybe I'm picturing the guest room buildings being redone into more luxurious rooms. See, for me, what it comes down to is what they would use as sort of the theming. Because I'm all for, quote unquote, gutting the rooms and making them bigger, making them more modern. But I don't want to detract from the theming or, or not even detract, but just completely redo the theming into something more modern. That's where I get outragey. Like yeah. I like the outrage-y. old, yay. And something in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that was my, my qualm with the rumor. Yeah. If it were to come to fruition. Absolutely. And I want, and that's what makes me sort of wonder if they mean, I feel like they could be some mixed signals about what this could mean if this is true and that maybe they could continue with the same theme, but gut the rooms to add more modern amenities with the same right. theme. And I'd be fine with that. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, like blowing it up and putting like, you know, basically dropping the four seasons in the same spot does not make I mean, a lot of sense. The picture they had in the article, and I'm not really sure what the picture was really from, if it was just something they pulled out of their asses, or if this was actually something that was being floated around these discussions, but it looked like if you took a hotel room and modeled it after the California Grill, like that's yeah. the kind of modern it looks like, which would not fit at all in the Grand Floridian as it currently stands, and so yeah, it's bad, bad, yeah, don't, don't like, do not like, do not yeah. want well, and, and is this a standard room at the Four Seasons, or is that what, like, an upgraded suite looks like? Because I'm sure if they showed pictures of the suite from the Grand Floridian, you know, you'd be like, oh, this place is really awesome. So, yeah. you know, are they comparing like for like when they show this picture? No, nah, I don't know. Um, that's, I mean, that's the question. And then, 
All right, let me ask you this though, Rhiannon, in the in the sense of it. Let's just say, for example, let's use the picture you saw. Let's just for to play devil's advocate. Let's say that's the the rooms they're going to go for. Would you be okay with if you walk into the lobby and everything kind of stays the same theme, but when you leave and go to your guest room building, when you open the rooms, the rooms don't necessarily match Victorian, but the whole resort does. Would that be okay or no? Well, I feel like now we're getting into bitching about dessert party territory, you know, like this is likely never going to affect me because I'm likely never going to stay at the Grand Floridian. So who am I to bitch about what the interior rooms look like? So on, on a fundamental level, do I think that's kind of stupid? Yes, I do. But at the end of the day, does it really affect me? No. So do what you will. (laughs) Well, and and I think, oh, go ahead, Scott. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I just did a search for Grand Floridian Suites, and uh, Disboards has a whole, like, list of pictures from inside the suites that, yeah, these, the suites are very similar to that same layout as the ad, or, or as the article that you were referring to, um, but it is done in that same style as the Grand Floridian. So it's not that the Floridian doesn't have rooms like that, it's just... The, uh, you know, the standard room isn't like that. Yeah. The standard I think that's just... sort of the problem with Disney Twitter and a lot of things is we say, I would never want this or whatever. When these rooms, what, what, what I feel they're going for is what it's not what do people like us want, fans of Disney. It's what do these guests who spend have no qualms spending ten thousand dollars on accommodations alone the people that are going to the four seasons the people that are going to these high-end resorts what do they what are they looking for and how do we get them back into a disney property well and and that's where i was going like i actually feel like how would you feel if yeah you know the rooms out obviously get an upgrade because the the standard hotel room at the grand floridian is just that you know two queen-size beds it's nothing Nothing too crazy. Like, you walk into it and you don't go, holy cow, I'm in the Grand Floridian. You know, you're like, hey, it's a, it's a nice hotel room. But what if they what if they took it an extra step? What if they closed the hotel to the public? <clears throat> you know, what if you can't just roam through the Grand Floridian? I would flip a table. That flip is... a fucking I would, table. That would... That I would bothers me more than anything in, else we talk about. Find a table right. in the lobby and flip that <laughs> Because I almost feel like that's that's where they would go. If they want to get that top-tier rating, they have to close it off to the public so that the only people that can go in there are people with reservations. Um, and what I don't know if... What Bailey Tower for? Is that not enough for these people? God damn it! They're I don't selfish! Know. I just don't know, because, like... I mean, that's sort of what the Four Seasons offers, but it's not you can't go there, it's just not convenient. So you're not going to. <laughs> they charge a charge for parking, and B, they do offer bus service, but it's not right from the resort like they normally do, or right from the parks. You have to go to like the TTC to the off-site bus area, and yeah, um, I mean, you know, think about it. Grand Floridian gets its own uh, mode of transportation, and you have to scan your um, magic band. To get on the boat to head toward the Grand. Oh, I need you to stop, Skipper, because that this is probably the if I, I don't think that's a reality what will happen, but just the idea of it, Skipper, is that is 
probably of all the things we've discussed in the two years of the three o'clock parade, this is the worst case scenario for me. Oh, I think I think it would be terrible for a lot of us. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not there all the time, but when I go, we have you know a full like afternoon, afternoon if not evening that we spend, you know, just at Meisner's. Like, yeah, been, yeah, you know, we 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 spend a lot of time there, probably more than almost any other bar on the monorail crawl. Um, cause we just enjoy being there and the music and, you know, oh, so I don't want, I don't want this to be true, but you're absolutely right in that. If you go to the grand Floridian on like an afternoon in a, on any day of the week, you're going to have people like passed out on the couches, feet up on the desk, you know, just kind of lounging around. Yeah. Hoodlums. It does take away from the grandeur of the grand Floridian. But don't, I don't want it. No, no. No. Yeah. No. I just, I think for people that are staying there, you know, if that was an option and, and they're being told like, hey, you know what? You are paying eight, nine hundred, maybe a thousand dollars for the room. But you also know that all the amenities that are in that hotel are just for you. So, you know, you're not going to have to like, um, you know, battle with some drunk crowd to get a table at Meisner's. There's going to be open tables now, and you're not going to have to worry about finding someplace comfortable to sit to listen to the jazz band because all those people that took the monorail over here aren't going to have that option anymore. Um, you know, but, but I think logistically, like, how do you also do that with the monorail? Like, how do you tell people, unless the resort monorail only takes resort guests, and again, that means they're magic banding people on the way to the monorail. Where you know, oh, sorry, this doesn't. <clears throat> you're not welcome on this monorail. You have to go to the other one. Yeah. Ugh. Well. That, sorry, sorry that to I be that. Sorry to sober you guys up. Let's. Hey. Have we haven't heard to sh- just, 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 yeah, just to get me in a better mood. Do we have? Can you get a hold of Shar? Do you see if she's around? Yeah, for sure. Let me call her up and see what's going on with Shar. Maybe she could cheer me up because I'm really depressed right now. Hello, Shar. Come in, Shar. Hey, Skipper Dick Ritchie. How's it going in San Diego? Pretty good. How's it going in Canada? Well, it's pretty cold here, snowed again, and the temperature's been like minus eight. Minus eight? That sounds freezing. Oh, yeah, you dum dums don't use the metric system. So, um, it's about 18 degrees Fahrenheit. 18 degrees? That still sounds pretty damn cold. Even in Canada. It is cold. It's the worst. But Philippe had a solution for that, too. Oh, man, I was hoping there'd be something from your friend Philippe. You mean your friend Philippe? Huh? Oh, nothing. Anyway, this is Char Normando reporting from the Disney Store Canada, and boy, do I have a whooper for you. A whopper? What do they call a whopper in Canada? Because, you know, the metric system. Ha ha ha, I get it. It's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I didn't go to Burger King, but a quarter pounder in Canada is still a quarter pounder. Weird, right? That actually is weird. So either way, Philippe is having a What Does Snow Do in Summer event out here, and he's brought in an ice sculpture to shave a life-size Olaf out of it. Oh, shit. He also ordered some industrial heating lamps and placed them in the center of the frozen section of the Disney Store Canada. So his plans were to have the ice sculpture done by opening, to have the grand ceremony where he would slide the Olaf into the frozen section where the kids could sing along with him while the frozen Olaf did what snow does in summer when it's not animated in a cartoon. 
I did say oh shit, right? Yeah, oh shit is right. By the time Olaf mentions wanting to close his eyes, well, he didn't really have any eyes left. The lights, they buzz. Kids stepped in one carpet fuzz. I'll bet now they know what snow does in summer. A drink in my hand. I laughed as the light melted that man. Worked on my tan under those lights of summer. Did the heater add to the summer breeze? Making it hot inside the store. Showing kids what happens to solid water when it gets warm. And I can't wait to hear how Philippe is taking it in the rear. Just imagine how much cooler could be in summer. Da, da, do, ba, 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 boo. The hot and the cold were both too intense. He put them together. It didn't make sense. What else did Philippe try to do? He said winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle. Come over here and I'll be a happy manager. Um, I'm sure it's rough. He likes to hold on to his dreams. His mom is probably screaming son when he lets off steam. Oh, the tears in their eyes as the kids sat and watched melting eyes. When, when they, they finally, finally saw what, what frozen, frozen things, things do in summer. Well, that was fun. In summer. Oh, uh, sorry, I was still. Anyway, either way, you get it. This is Char Normando reporting from the Disney Store Canada. Till next week, stay warm and dry out there. Oh, so that was crazy. I mean, I didn't expect Skipper, to say I love your your duet is wonderful. La 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 la. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and uh, and who knew that's what happened to snow in summer, right? That is one of my favorite jokes from Disney songs. Like when he says that in that song, I'm sorry, it's cheesy and it's silly, but it makes me laugh every time. You know, like. The, the rhyme between uh, cuddle and he can't come up with the word puddle. Like, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Huh. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, we have not heard from the. I'm glad the Canada Disney store is still standing. And Philippe is still up to his own tricks because we haven't heard from her uh, for a while because she was on that, what, like, what, month-long vacation to Mexico? Yeah, she went to Mexico for a while. I was hoping that she was going to go visit Lucky. Felipe. At the Mexico Disney Store, but uh, apparently she didn't get her chance. She get a chance to get out there. Yeah. Um, who's ready for a little Ask Sour Boner? It's Ask Sour Boner time for me and you, and so you, and you, and you, and even Rhiannon too. Ooh. Really? Speaking of Rhiannon, let's yeah. start off with Rhiannon's liver. Oh, what's Lily. up, Liz? The liver would like to know, after last week's tipping talk, how do you feel about clapping for the pilot when he lands the plane? <laughs> uh, that's directed actually to Colin. Hashtag ask Colin's boner and ask sour boner. But oh, what do we think? Oh, Jesus. Living. Bad, bad living. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's just, just to make it interesting, terrible turbulence throughout the flight. And you land, is it okay to clap? Sure. I mean, 
I, I've definitely been on flights where people clap. I don't really remember why we clapped. Oh, you know what? Usually it's because the flight was delayed. So people are clapping when oh, we yeah. finally got there. Which I feel is almost I, like a dick move. You know, it's like, ha, 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 yeah, you're clapping, bitches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Drama Day is next. I think we're going to, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of these. Because last week I yeah. fell for the damn Clint Torres joke. Uh-huh. That was so good. So Drama Day wants a shout out to his buddy, Harry Beavers. Nice. Um, and while we're at it, uh, he has a friend named Hugh Jazz as well. Nice, nice. We have, uh, we have he some does really uh, interesting listeners. You know, interesting <laughs> names, also wants I should say. He must be coming yeah. over Princess Half Marathon Weekend. Which parks to avoid? Please don't say all of them. When is the Princess Half Marathon? We need a calendar of run. Where's our run Disney rum runners? I hope he's part of it, by the way. Just to. Oh, yeah. No. You have it in front of you when it is? Well, it, I've been there several times during run weekends. Um, the bottom line is typically during those weekends, I hate to say it, but Animal Kingdom gets really, really packed. <laughs> but I'm not going to say avoid it because it's my favorite park. But. Um, Epcot is usually the best because it can just handle the crowds the best. So I hate to say it, but typically avoid uh, Magic Kingdom. Hmm. Hmm. Right, let me ask you a question. In your mind, Rhiannon, has the Magic Kingdom changed in your touring plans at all for the future, like thinking about it, knowing that you can grab lunch with some beers? It's kind of changing. No, because the options are crappy or awesome <laughs> no but as i'm looking forward to future days i'm looking forward to what i think i want to do is plan a morning in the magic kingdom with lunch at say skipper canteen and then that'll be the end but i'll actually get to enjoy because i still have yet to enjoy an ice cold frosty beer in the magic kingdom but i feel the way to do it is to have hang out there in the morning and then have lunch with some beers, and then kind of roll out and enjoy the rest of your day. Sure. Fine. Sure. All right. Hey, um, Zach, a.k.a. Zackle12, brings up a really good SR boner that I've talked about, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, this Volcano Bay water park that's coming to Universal is really pushing that they're going to have nighttime hours. Do you think there's really a market for that? I have some thoughts. I'm curious what you guys think on that. I think they're I think they're pitching it as a third gate. It's not even like uh, a water park. Like at Disney, you've got four theme parks, four gates, and then you've got the water parks and Disney Springs. And these guys are saying like, no, 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 this is our third gate. Like this is a whole other theme park in their eyes, um, which kind of, like, also, like, worries me. Like, how much are they charging to go? Do we know what the price to get in? Is it the same price as uh, they're charging for the parks? And they're if- adding so far. They've added it as, like, a three-day park hopper. So I don't know if we've done individual days, and they have not announced any sort of annual pass situation. 
but they are billing it like a three-day park hopper. But I don't know if they've broken it down yet per park. What's the value of each one yet? Um. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're if they're if they're doing it as a park. Um, where I think they're, I don't. You know, we talked about it last week or the week before, where there's only so much like foot traffic at those theme parks, and after like four o'clock, everybody goes home for dinner. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to try to keep people in there and make it more of like a nighttime beach party, you know, where you can still play in the, yeah. in the water and have drinks and. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you with what they're going to try to do. I don't see it as a market for that. No, I mean, I go to the Disney water parks quite a bit. And you guys are very familiar with how busy these parks get and how full they are most of the year. The main parks, the main four parks at Disney. And with all those people, you go to, say, Blizzard Beach, and by about 5 o'clock, there's maybe a few hundred people left in the park. (laughs) I mean, you know, it just is not even close to the same level as a regular theme park. Not even in the same ballpark. Um, even when they're open till seven by seven o'clock, there is virtually no one left on the busiest of days, the hottest of days. I don't see a market for this whatsoever. Nighttime in the, in the water park, like you said, Skipper, people are gone. They have other water parks are for the day and that's what they want to do when it's hot. And they want to go to these nice dinner places that they offer at Disney and universal. Right. But I think that's I think that's how they I think that's just how they try to uh, I think that's just how they try to to like make it seem like it's the value of paying a full day is that it's open late you know so whether people will stay or not you're still paying for it whether you're whether you're, whether you're there or not that late um. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what they charge for a one-day ticket, and how close it is to a full, a full-price uh, theme park. I think Rhiannon has hit the nail on the head in the past with the water park discussion, of that the majority of theme park guests only get to come to Orlando occasionally, and when they do that, they want to visit the places that they love which are the main parks if you do a water park it's kind of on the side and so that's not their focus and i i'm really i think it's a great addition to bring a water park but these nighttime hours i do not so anyway so i think it could be fun if you had a nice restaurant or something but then you'd have people in their bathing suits at a nice restaurant which could actually be really funny yeah i say we do that all right all right. So you kind of come back in in your regular clothes. No, no. no. Fancy restaurant in your bathing suit. Wait, I can't bring a personal cooler, but I can go to the to it in my bathing suit. Only at a water park. Oh, fine. Oh my gosh! So Disney Perspective wants another shout out to Stupidasso. Oh, hmm. how is my brother doing? <laughs> I haven't seen Stu in a while. Oh, shout out to Mike Hawk. Mm. Mike Hawk. Oh, Mike Hawk. Okay, got gotcha. Mike Hawk, yeah. Gosh, that was uh, from, 
uh, that was from Pound Town Ten. So people really mm-hmm. to my uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. calling for the the joke. It is pretty yeah. funny. Good question, Mr. Monkey would like to know. Hello, Mr. Monkey. When HBO sells the theme park rights to Game of Thrones and Westworld, who should get it, Disney or Universal? Obviously Disney. Yeah. Why are you silly? What? Why are you wasting our time? <laughs> I mean, can you really see those things at a Disney park, though? I don't know. No, but I think Game they of have their own parks owned by Disney. I mean, Westworld as a land would. I mean, just with a th- like, literally, can you like? Would you be allowed to like have sex with the uh, animatronics or what? How would that work? At uh, Disney, uh, I would hope so. I would ask for a refund if not. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Why do you think I'd even want to go? <laughs> Let's see. Um, Livy wants us to answer the a question from doing the Diz. I like doing the deed, but with Disney. Oh boy. Like it. um, it's a hard one, but pretend you can ever only go to one park ever again. Which is it? I don't know what Skipper's going to say. Oh, that one's easy. Would you do Disneyland and not California Adventure, right? Oh, Disneyland, for sure. No questions asked. Yeah, Magic Rihanna, Kingdom. What would you pick? Magic Kingdom. Even yeah. with the terrible beard, that means that's the only beer you're going to drink? Yeah. Nice. Or no beer at all. That'd be really healthy. Just think of Livy. Livy would be so happy. Livy would be so happy. Man, I would be torn ever again. If I had complete confidence in the future of Epcot as a as a theme, I would pick Epcot possibly, but I'm going to go with Animal Kingdom um, because I have much more confidence in the future of that park. So do that. Um, <laughs> Darth Nikon. Rihanna is, is first off. It's the question: Is there an audio book of drinking at Disney? The answer is currently no. Um, but he continues: If not, can you get Stacy Aswad from the uh, Must Do Disney to record it while drinking? How awesome would that be? Yeah. That, that would be pretty funny. There needs to be a male voice though, too. Who who could right. do the male voice? Why does there have to be a male voice? Oh, just, because character speaking. Maybe, maybe yeah. they could just. Be... Am I the only person of the three of us who's actually read this book? Uh, well, I was gonna say maybe, maybe we could just get one of the uh-huh. other girls, and they can read it together. And if they make out, they make out. Yeah, just, just let's just see what happens. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, they're having yeah. some drinks. They're having some fun. Yeah. Kind of see what happens. Yeah, I'm never open know. To it all. Yeah. Um. Shelly, not Cheryl, wants to know, if you had a chance to hook up with your celebrity crush, but it had to be in the parks, would you risk it? Yes. Rhiannon's always worried about those cameras on Haunted Mansion. Would you risk mm-hmm. it to go have your way with uh, Harrison Ford's hand? Well, it would be Greg Dooley would be my choice. And maybe, maybe. Which one's Greg Dooley again? The lead singer of the Afghan Wigs and the Twilight Singers. Okay. Um, celebrity crush in the parks. Would you risk it? I mean, I don't. I I feel like if you want, if there's if there's a will, there's a way. So yeah, I mean, there's no. I don't feel too worried about. I could find somewhere in the parks. Sure. 
Who would, it, who would be? Yeah, I was gonna say, what would you and John Cusack do? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it'd be NPH. Damn it. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, I've I've actually thought of this. Steve at Nomad Lounger, also known as Two Book Steve. Mm-hmm. You didn't answer the question. Who's your yeah, celebrity not crush? You. What? Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, always been. Oh, I, I see. It's always been um, Kate Winslet. Oh, good one. Oh, nice. I heard that. That's cool. And you, Skipper? I mean, I've, I've just, I'm just going to stick with Tiffany because that's what we've been talking about for two years now. Sure. Um, and yeah, I would, I would, I would bang her on stage or backstage or wherever they. I mean, yeah, let's go. Let's do this thing, Tiffany. Me and you, baby. I mean, you just got to find a good what forty-five seconds to a minute somewhere. If that. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. One stroke done. Really Hashtag poor Mrs. Drunk at Disney. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> so two books, Steve, um, and I thought of this. What's the best place at Walt Disney World to survive the imminent zombie apocalypse? Utilidors excluded. I have my, for sh- I've thought about this before. I know my answer. Anybody else have an answer? I do have an answer. What? Disney Quest. <laughs> You mean, you mean Natural Boob uh, Association? Right. The NBA is a perfect place to hide out. Well, no, because there's there's only so many like there's only those like what the the back door, the front door, <laughs> um, and then that garage like are like the the service entrance in the back. So you can blockade all of those really easy. There's no windows, um, and I don't know if the restaurant's still upstairs, but there is like food. And beverages inside the building, so I think you could. I think you could live there. I think it would get really hot yeah. really fast, though, on a Florida summer. So that part may not be great. Yeah. Rhiannon, anywhere that you'd like? Um, no. I mean, we're all just fucked anyway. So <laughs> just I'd be at a bar somewhere. The land. Shut those doors. You've got food, drink. A ride. A gua- they have a guave. Agave, pardon agave. me. Agave. So you can continue to make liquor um, after you run out of the first, the, the actual beer you already have. So the land pavilion, hands down. Guard the entrances. Lock her down. Sit back and enjoy the apocalypse. We're kind of already um, doing that, aren't we? We're just kind of waiting for it to happen. Basically, um, <laughs> let's see. Adventure is out there. Travel, widely known as the greatest travel professionals on the planet, would like to know if Disney World offered a quote-unquote drink around the world official tour. Would that be awesome, or is that jumping the shark? You know how they did the monorail dinner. Would it be cool if they did an actual drinking around the world thing? No. Yeah, I think there'd be too many regulations. Okay, different though. Different question though. Do you see them actually eventually they've they've made merchandise basically that says drink in every country. Do you ever see yeah. them actually doing it? Even if it would be a terrible idea? Eventually, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be something pathetic like 
he'd be like the wine walk, except extended to all countries. And because they don't want people getting totally wasted, you'd have like this little official drinking around the world thimble, but you would go around and get filled at each country. Yep. That would be it. You're, you're right. It would be lame. Um, oh, thanks. Thanks, Dean. Uh, Adventures Other Travel also wants a shout out to Benjamin Dover. Benjamin mm-hmm. Dover. Mm-hmm. Better known as Ben. Good old Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol with a K. First time, long time listener, first time caller. Um, Polly's Choice. Dalabar, La Cava, and Brown Derby. Ouch. Oof. Gosh, she's just... Dawa, Cava, Brown Derby. One of them's got to go. One of them's got to get refurbed, and one of them is going to be fast uh, passed. This is she... easy for me. I am bulldozing Brown Derby, oh. and I'm fast-passing Dawa, and the refurb for Kava is going to be to increase the size of the drinks and decrease the price of them. Is it Can I? Is it just the outside like bar? Because they don't really have a bar at Brown Derby. They have that little like lounge area. Is that is that what we're talking about? I Let's go... Well, let's just use it as a whole, which would oh, include that, yeah. It. If you do the entire yeah. restaurant, that's going to be really hard. If it's just the lounge area, it would be really easy. Well, let me just jump in then, Skipper, because I'm going to refurb the Brown Derby. Because you know how they have that service bar inside the restaurant? That's yeah. up on the upper level? Yep. Let's make an actual sit-down bar. Let's put some seats there. That sounds great. Refurb. My problem is refurb. with the other two. Which one of those two are you going to close? Dawa or La Cava? Right. Well, I will tell you this. La Cava is actually already building an outdoor version. So let's just go with the outdoor version, and then uh, I'll fast pass uh, the Dawa bar. That'll work for me. You win. Let's do that. Nice. Um, Next question comes from a certain uh, ex-president. Yeah, 44. Of Barack Ohana. Um, whoever did that, well done. There's literally a picture of Barack Obama drinking from a Lapu Lapu. So he is now the Pineapple POTUS, also known as Barack Ohana, the, uh, the president of the 3 o'clock parade. So, so I'm uh, not the one that has this account, but I am the one that put that Lapu Lapu in his hand. Picture. Nice work, Skipper. He used to be a and coconut. Yeah, he wanted a shout out to his bro Joe. You know, Aww. Uncle Joe. Yeah. So, we miss you, buddy. I love both of uh, you. Oh, this came forever. World uh, resort pool slides. So, how about a Polly's choice from Bay Lake Spence of pool slides, Polynesian Village, Wilderness Lodge, and Contemporary? Oh, I'm going to have to recuse myself from this round of questions because I'm not familiar with any poolside other than the Wilderness Lodge, so sorry. Well, I think we can agree. They do not have a stellar water slide. They do not. So we are going to refurb the Wilderness Lodge to have an amazing rock work it's going to start up near the lobby and go all the way down into the, into the just like that little uh, river. It's actually going to start in Yosemite, and you're just going to ride it through the entire country all the way to Florida. 
Yes, that. We're going to fast past the Polynesian Village because the new slide yep. is fantastic. What's well, the old slide, but newly rethemed. And just get rid of the one at the Contemporary. It is, there is no theme. It's and, just a uh, big tube. Just, just get rid of it. It's just a tube headed to wetness. Uh, yeah. um, Distinct Worlds has a question. Let's see what he does. Sorry, it's been asked before. We're bringing your book to Walt Disney World. and we'll be notating where, when, and maybe what we drank. This does. This may include our own thoughts. Does anyone else document in a different way? Thank you. Um, I haven't really heard too much about how people document what they drink in like note-taking form. People do a lot of trip reports. Did you ever add in trip reports, Rhiannon, what you drink? Not religiously every single thing, but if there are something of note, sure. What about like any of those like bar apps? Do they include the uh, the Disney bars? You know when people like post like, "Hey, I had this drink yeah. here." Yeah, if you're doing like Untapped has the there different bars, but that's only if you're drinking beer. If you're having a lapu lapu, you're not checking that in Untapped. I wonder if there's a, just a drink like where I drank app. <laughs> sure there probably is awesome yeah let's see but yes t taking notes in the book I've been having the bartender sign it which is really fun they actually are really getting they really seem to have fun with it and um, it's a fun thing to do so yes I have them sign the page of the bar they're working at it's kind of fun that's pretty cool well, yeah one year at Disney wants to know how many of the 365 days of the year are you guys actually doing something on property. Oof. Um, For maybe... me. Go on. No, 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 please go ahead. And I was going to say 20-ish maybe. Because I think, I feel like it's roughly once a month, but sometimes no and sometimes longer. So on average, 20 to 24. Yeah, I'd have to, let me see here, on average, let's see, one, one, two, three, four, plus seven, plus four, plus, let's just do another five, I would say 34 days. Okay, okay, I'm going to go with, there are weeks where I'm not able to go at all. And there are weeks where I go maybe twice in a week. Because mine's a little different because I live so close. that Sometimes after work, I'll swing by and just go to a resort or something. So I would say average of maybe throughout the year, twice a week. So I would say then 104. So 34 plus 104 plus 20 equals. So we're there half the year, 158 days. Hey, combined. Nice. Good work, guys. Yeah. Not bad. That's how you vacation. All right. I love this. Disney that Institute has. actually tweeted out to this week, the actual Disney Institute who does corporate training. What is your organization's three o'clock parade question? <laughs> nice. I was like, ours is like, what? Like, when are we recording? Yeah, what time is the, is the episode coming out? When is that going to happen? <laughs> Copyright When is Rhiannon going to sigh next? Could be any minute now. <laughs> Rhiannon, I'm going to just straight to you from Brian Lamas. What are some of the best local Florida beers on property and best places to find them? 
Man, why didn't you ask me? Bud Light, Miller Light. <laughs> but the work man's beers. Those meat and potato beers right there, baby. Oh, God. Um. Oh, sorry. Ugh. I'm tired. Oh, really? Excuse me. Excuse me. I actually thought I was on mute. I swear to God. They are adding them at a lot of places, though. I will say that. Yeah, no, they are. Um, Martha's Vineyard has a good selection. So does, ironically, the pool bar at Caribbean Beach and the Mahi pool bar at Kidani has a good selection, too. I would ah. start there. Or or also the Dolphins pool bar. Yeah. Those pool bars, also, I'm not really sure what's up with that, they're knocking just, out of the park. I was I was actually a little br- uh, browsing Amazon the other day, and there was this book called Drinking at Disney. That no was- way! What? Right, take care of that. Yeah, checking that out. Um, Ride Vine would like to know if Margaritaville, just outside of Animal Kingdom, has a killer tiki bar. Would you abandon Trader Sam's for a better tiki bar at Margaritaville? No. Um, I would. I would abandon Trader Sam's for Tambu. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. I think the problem over is over and over. Uh, traditionally, tiki bars serve the predominant alcohol is rum, not tequila. And Margaritaville is built around tequila. So, what Margaritaville is actually like a Mexican beach bar, that's where tiki bars are Polynesian themed and, oh. uh, and serve rum. So, I think, I think that's where people get. A little bit mixed up. Um, well, even that being said, in Orlando, if it also would depend on the hours. And here's my here's what I'm saying: there is a great tiki bar downtown Orlando, but it does not open until like eight o'clock, which I would love to stop by after work sometimes. But so I would want them as long as it's open earlier, it would have a shot. Uh, I'm frustrated with all these bars, including Trader Sam's. That are not open for day drinking. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, it's not on the right coast. coast. For your early opening Trader Sam's. Woo! 11.30. Matter of fact, it opens in an hour. If we finish this thing, I could get in the car and maybe make it in time. We're getting close. River, Rhiannon, get your liver under control. Liver, want, li, liver wants to know, 30s, what 30s Disney employee deserves the next Main Street window? Voice actor Buster Hyman or costume designer Olive Butt? Six. Olive <laughs> butt seeks. Oh boy, I'm sure you did. Olive butt sex. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there you go, Louie. Jesus. Um, Bailey Spence is the question you were talking about, Skipper. If Grand Floridian is torn down with a new hotel theme, what would you replace it with? Uh, no, no. I was talking. We were talking about the um, Care with the K has another one about. Hall of Presidents. That was the one that I brought up. Yeah, I um, I would like. Which was the one that you were reading? I love the idea of the Asian. I love the ones. I want to see one of those other original designs from what Disney World made. Asian, Venetian, or I was completely confused. So that's what I want to see. Um, I I think I still have the eyes and ears where they announced the Mediterranean and discussed. where it was going to be in everything. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, there were some drawings on that. It actually kind of looked like a stretched out... Um, what do you call it? Uh, 
Disney Quest, to be honest with you. It was like blue and purple, and it had like little waves, kind of the way, same way that building does. Um, we'll get down to the last couple here. Um, Diz Counselor wants to know if there's ever going to be a Dis- drinking on Disney Cruise Line book, and if there's any recommendations on Disney Cruise Line. It just reminds me, we, we got to go on more cruises. I'm still wanting to do a Disney cruise. Well, I think we've all agreed we're going to. They just haven't put out the dates yet for no, summer of 2018, which is yeah, we are. when people yep. seem to want to do it. Yep. Summer of 2018, possibly, for a uh, 3 o'clock parade exclusive cruise. Um, Suzanne Leo, good question. What's the best hangover cure in all of Walt Disney World? Ooh. Drinking more. Yeah. Dog the bitch yet, that's for sure. But I would like I'm gonna to go add... with drinks and bread service at Sanal. And you know what always does it for me? A nice, like even in the morning, get up and go take a quick dip in the pool. That usually shakes Ooh. off any bit of uh, hangover that I have. So a dip in the pool. You may not feel like going to the pool, but do it. It will help. Um I feel like a sandwich from Earl of Sandwich is the, uh, mm-hmm. it soaks up that, you know, just terrible feeling that you had. Gets you going and ready for another day of drinking. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read Jen uh, with two N's, imaginations, but just don't get out of whack with the first part. It's, he's doing one of those, she's doing one of those, uh, uh, roonies here. We'll get ready. Mm-hmm. Given the uproar about Uber in response to Trump's immigration ban, what would you like to see Walt Disney World do with Stitch's Great Escape? <laughs> Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> um, that's a good question. What would you want? What, what, seriously, what should go in Tomorrowland? Okay, so maybe that's what they do with the Trump animatronic, because they bring back Alien Encounter. <laughs> But they put that animatronic in in place of the alien. That would be the most frightening ride. Right, ever. and that would be the scariest ride ever. Uh, yeah. Add some extra. Uh... You would feel its tiny little hands like grab your shoulders uh... in the dark, and then uh... instead of like it would whip its hair, and that's what you would feel like. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think anyone can trump that answer. Yay! Hey! Um, let's see, uh, add Park Hopper Ryan got two, um, questions. First off, what would it take for Rhiannon to care about Star Wars land? Um, I'm, I'm already caring. I feel like I'm now part of the resistance, the rebellion. So, yeah. 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 And uh, add one treat not currently served at Disney and Disney World Disneyland. Any current treat you want? Treat? Um, how about hard liquor at Magic Kingdom? That's a treat. Yeah. I'd like some boiled peanuts. Ew. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was like, Dis- mush in your mouth. Yeah. The entire boiled Disneyland peanut. resort is missing sushi in general. So I would like that. I would like them to put in some okay. nice sushi in Disneyland. Not necessarily the park, just somewhere on property. Okay. 
Um, Rhiannon, you'll be, good news, Rhiannon. Carol with a K says Disney has decided to add a new ride based on National Treasure to replace the Hall of Presidents. What kind of ride is it? Wait, are we talking about the Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. yeah. Both oh of them. God. There's two. I love... I'm going to make love to the Declaration of Independence. I love that that chick on The Bachelor is afraid of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh my god, she needs her own spin-off. Anyway, uh, I've never seen National Treasure, so I'm not really sure uh, how much I can speak to this, but hey, you know, a ride's a ride, and anything to stop Trump is great. Yeah. Did you ever see The Da Vinci Code? No. No. So basically, just a really quick summary, is they have to figure out all these like puzzles with mm-hmm. knowledge of history, and they're looking okay. for a treasure, uh, and essentially they believe the map is on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Well, as long as you didn't turn it into one of those escape room things, I'd be okay with that, because those things sound like my claustrophobic worst nightmare. I just think I, I would probably do it where you're um, the Nicolas Cage character, his name is Ben Gates. So in my world, it would be a, a ride where you're trying to help find Ben Gates and you're going to all the different puzzles that he's already figured out and you kind of have to like reverse engineer to figure out how, you know, where he's going. And of course you have somebody that's uh, part of the ride that kind of helps you through and then at the end you finally find him and there's some sort of like crazy finale where the ride goes crazy and it's fun okay okay dokey let's see what we've got here uh we've got like two more left um designated disney dad who is doing extremely well in the bachelor fantasy league mm, second I'm place not. Me either, doing terribly. Um, how do you redesign the entrance to Epcot in front of Spaceship Earth? And then what side does the bar go on? <laughs> Future World does need a bar, though, we we'll must say. But um, seriously, how do you redesign the entrance to Epcot? That's something that I've been... People want to get rid of those. Yeah. They call them the tombs really badly. Yeah. Well, and... and so what do you do? Do you know how long... Because the people that paid to have their pictures on there, part of it was like they're going to be there for, you know, 20 years, however long they said it was going to be. So I think they have to wait for that to, to happen. But yeah. do you put some sort of like main street? Once, and I want to just, just to, just for, to, for the question, it was, I want to say it was something like, it really is somewhat soon, like 2020. Yeah. Well, that's why I said 20 years. Cause it was right at the millennium and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, do you put like some sort of like main street where it leads up to <clears throat> that? Or do you clear that area out? And have two big attractions on the left and right. So you walk in and then bam, you're just right in the park. Or do you, um, do you need that entrance? I personally think you go really cool, modern fountains in the front. No, you don't add anything new to the front in between there and Space of Earth. Where I think needs to be changed, and we've talked about this before, is right when you get through Spaceship Earth, though, then immediately you can branch off to the right or to the left into Future World East and Future World West. So get the 
somehow be able to reroute like you could go directly to Living Seas to the right or directly to um Ellen's Energy Adventure or whatever new comes there. So that does need to change in my opinion. Because right now you forward, cut through that little uh, tunnel, and then go backwards to get to the Living Seas or Ellen. Yeah, works for me. But which side is the bargo on? Uh, definitely the right, oh. because for rentals on the left, plenty of room on the right, put it over there. Um, last Ask Sour Boner of the day goes to Harrison Duggan, who would like to know, are there any must-do food and drinks at the Flower and Garden Festival? Mm, yes. The mushroom risotto. Do they have the bacon stout again over in the America back there? That was really good. No, they do not. Oh, that was really good. That's a bummer. I really did enjoy that one. And it's, it was something that goes well in a four-ounce pour, because I don't really want, like, 22 ounces of it. <laughs> no? <laughs> so, Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want that? The mini pour. 22 ounces of meat liquid? <laughs> exactly. There are some beers that actually work well in small portions, um, and that's one of them. But you really want just, like, a nice, hearty taste, and I like that, so. Mm. Unfortunately, that's not one of the cases, so. Go with Rhiannon's. I'm looking forward to seeing more. I, I don't. I have not done a lot of research on the Flower and Garden yet. Although, is, am, am I correct in that it's probably very similar to the art festival stuff? Oh, we're guessing for Flower and Garden. Oh, oops, I, that was the answer for the art festival. I don't know Sorry. if there's any. That'll be interesting because it's kind of a quick transition. Um, mm. You know, well, that so, leads us to the end. Uh, thank you, Harrison, for the last ask. Sour boner. Which brings us to final thoughts. Rhiannon, any final thoughts today on the uh, Nooner edition? Um, no. I mean, you'll be happy to hear that my realtor is going to get me a copy of the closing statement. So Yay. I'll have that for my taxes. Fantastic news. I've been on. <laughs> I, was, I was worried about that. I, was I, know. Needles. I know. I know. I'm sure all the listeners have that. That's good. Um, yeah. Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hi, drunky. I don't. I don't have any final this thoughts. This is awkward. No, I'm here. Can you not hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're still awkward. No, oh, well, that's that's, that's why I'm here. Okay. Got to throw that awkwardness in here. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's yep. fine. It's not required. A final thought is not required. It's just an opportunity in case there's something we hadn't gotten to yet. So. No, I think uh, I kind of put everything down that I wanted to talk about. So, And we picked it up, Skipper, so well done. Yay. Um, I would just like to say thanks for everyone for listening, and uh, we will see you next week for the 69th episode of the 3 O'Clock Parade. Woo, 69! I might also. So, we just need a final float, Skipper, and then we'll be on our way. Uh, I think going with our start of uh, Big Thunder Railroad, we're going to have the, the train come through, the ghost train come through as our final float. Wildest ride in the wilderness! Yeehaw! All right, guys. Cheers. Turn the loose. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.
underbound to the station There's a frightened, trembling man His body's weak and feeble And his skin has lost its tan When I asked him for a ticket He turned and shook his head He grabbed me by the shoulder And this is what he said Before you get on board this train There's something you should know When I finish with this tale You might not want to go I listened with amazement At what he said was true And now, my friend, the time has come To tell this tale to you Hear the legend of Thunder Mountain. You eat a pot and stay away from the Thunder Mountain Railroad. Thunder Mountain Railroad. Said as the legend has it on one foggy night in June The train and crew pulled out at twelve beneath the darkened moon The boiler full of water and the tinder full of coal The whistle screamed the warning as the wheels began to roll Then like a bugging bronco with a cougar on its back The train began to run away down miles and miles of track What happened to the crew that night no one has ever learned The train pulled in all by itself the men did not return. Hear the legend of Thunder Mountain. If you eat your pot and stay away. The Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Thunder Mountain Railroad ran away. Of Big Thunder continues to unfold. The stories of its danger continue to be told. Of avalanches, rattlesnakes, and earthquakes in the night. And voices of that phantom crew that chill your blood with So please forgive me, mister, if I'm standing in your way. But before you buy your ticket, there's one thing I have to say. Hear the legend.